Animals are incredible. As pets, they are faithful, lovable companions. In the wild, they are majestic, enigmatic, unpredictable, and incredibly tough. They fight to survive and use every ounce of their inner strength to overcome some of the most extreme circumstances or situations they find themselves in. In this video, we look at not only the largest and most ferocious animals on the planet, but also the diminutive small ones whose incredible will to survive sees them take on anything. For a variety of reasons, they don't come much tougher than these five. Now before we begin, we'd like to do a quick Patreon plug, which you can skip if you're not interested, but you wouldn't believe how much content of ours you're missing out on. We'll be uploading two documentaries very soon over on Patreon, a murderous minds on the Amazon review killer, and a minds of madness episode on the Waco siege and David Koresh. So to not only show your support for the channel, but also get access to all of our documentaries, head on over to Patreon, it'll be the best $2 you spent all month. But remember, as has been the case from the start, we've never wanted money to be the reason why you cannot view our content over on Patreon. So if you genuinely cannot afford $2 a month, we offer all of our Patreon exclusive content for free, no questions asked. We understand times are tough and not everyone can afford it, but still find value and escape in our work. So if you genuinely cannot afford, drop us an email to patreon at topfives.co.uk to see all our content for free. No need to explain your situation, you don't even have to write anything in the email. If you're wondering why we don't just upload to YouTube, well it's because by posting it on Patreon, we can talk about topics unfiltered and uncensored, something we cannot do on YouTube. Now with that out of the way, it's time to hit those lights, sit back, and enjoy these five incredible animals. The Honey Badger Don't be fooled by that cute little face. This creature won't hesitate to attack you or anything it feels threatened by, and is officially the most fearless animal in the world. Despite its fondness for honey, as its name indicates, this is no Winnie the Pooh. This creature is ferocious and will think nothing of taking on anything. Honey badgers are native to sub-Sahara Africa, the Middle East, and India. They are sometimes known as rattle and are stocky little creatures weighing between 13 and 30 pounds, about the size of a small to medium dog. However, they are incredibly feisty, fierce little mammals, and their compact bodies are built for battle. Their powerful 1.5 inch long claws and strong teeth are capable of cracking a tortoise shell. Underneath their short fur is a layer of loose, thick skin which protects them during fights and allows them to wriggle around and defend themselves when in a tight spot. Their skin is so tough, even porcupine quills rarely penetrate it. If that wasn't enough, honey badgers also have a secret weapon to disperse their enemies. At the base of their tails, they have two anal glands that squirt out a putrid smelling liquid that can be detected 40 meters away. They generally use it to mark their territory, but will think nothing of releasing the horrendous stink when threatened or frightened. They are smart as well, and captive honey badgers have been known to work together to unlock gates using whatever items at their disposal. Take a look. As the name suggests, honey badgers love honey, or rather the bee larvae found in honey. In fact, they love bee larvae so much that they tolerate hundreds of stings from angry bees to get their claws on the stuff, and on very rare occasions have been found stung to death when a raid has gone wrong. 
As fearless predators, honey badgers won't hesitate to take down scorpions or venomous snakes and eat them for dinner, despite the venom sometimes temporarily knocking them out. Honey badgers appeared to have evolved a special kind of immunity to the toxins that would normally kill other creatures, so it's no surprise that these creatures have few natural predators, but they are occasionally hunted by leopards, lions, and hyenas. However, in typical honey badger fashion, they will take anything on and usually win. Take a look at this. Honey badgers can live for up to 26 years in captivity and around seven years in the wild. But sadly, despite honey badgers being able to take down venomous snakes and confront lions, they are no match for humans who often kill them for their meat or to stop them raiding commercial beehives. And although they are not on any danger list worldwide, in some areas they are being pushed to extinction. Not just any elephant, rare desert elephants. Elephants are the largest land animal on our planet. They are also the toughest. Their unmatchable brute strength is legendary, and they have few natural predators with humans being their biggest threat. Despite being less aggressive than other animals, these majestic docile creatures are formidable. Their trunk alone is able to uproot a fully grown tree, and they can carry up to 14,000 pounds, the equivalent of 130 adult humans. And it seems they are not only strong, but also resilient. It has long been known that elephants are water dependent, and African savanna elephants need to drink water almost daily. However, in northern Mali's Gorma region, as well as the vast Namib Desert, an elephant species survives despite the low rainfall and at times intense heat. These herds, aptly named desert elephants, have adapted to travel long distances in brutal arid conditions, with only seasonal rivers and sparse vegetation for food. For years, desert elephants were thought to be a separate species to the African elephant, but scientists have recently discovered they have just adapted to their environment, and that there are no genetic or physiological differences between elephants found across Nambia's deserts or the African savanna elephant's continental rangeland, apart from they appear slightly taller with less body mass. Desert-adapted elephants also appear to have bigger feet that stops them from sinking into the sand enabling them to walk for hundreds of kilometers at a time in search of food and water. Studies have shown that female desert elephants and infants need water every three days, whereas males can go for up to five days without water. Researchers have also witnessed desert elephants use their trunks and legs to dig wells in dry riverbeds, even when they have access to surface water, indicating they have reverted back to their ancient memory of water sources. Desert elephants travel at night, and have also adjusted their feeding habits to make the most of the scarce resources. They tend to live in smaller herds than their African cousins, meaning less food needs to be gathered, a tactic that these incredibly tough, intelligent creatures have figured out is the best way to survive in the harsh Namib desert. Cape Buffalo Cape Buffalo are often referred to as Black Death or the Widowmaker, as they are extremely dangerous to both humans and other animals, and are thought to be responsible for killing 200 people per year. It is said that once a cape buffalo is charging, it is determined to kill its target, and is almost impossible to stop. In Africa, they rank alongside lions, leopards, rhinoceros, and elephants as the most lethal wild animal, and early hunters considered them to be one of the most dangerous species to hunt, with a reputation for circling back on their pursuers and counter-attacking. Cape buffaloes are not that tall, with the male being larger than the females, 
but they are stocky solid units weighing up to a massive 2,200 pounds and the males in particular are built to fight. The base of a male's horn comes so close together that it is fused. This creates a shield on their heads known as a boss and the thicker the horns the higher ranked they are in the herd. However, it is a tough route to get to the top and the most dominant males fight for at least eight years to reach the top of the pecking order and secure the right to mate with the females. During this time, the males relentlessly fight to gain their position, with the more mature males beating off the younger up and coming ones, usually due to their greater size and long combat experience. Their fights are basically a battle of heads and horns. The combatants will charge each other with their heads up and at the last moment lower their heads for a bone crunching crash. The weaker of the two will be pushed sideways and to avoid being stabbed with the winner's horn, will run away and admit defeat until the next time. Nearly all fights are finished after the first full-scale charge. Take a look. These beasts should not be confused with water buffalo, that although closely related, are a completely different, more docile temperament. The main predators to cape buffaloes are lions and spotted hyenas, but they will also put up a good fight against both of these, especially if they take on the herd, like this. It's worth pointing out though, that cape buffalo in herds are unlikely to attack humans unless they are frightened or feel threatened. However, sadly, the cape buffalo is a sought after trophy animal for hunters, with large bulls being their main target. Still, it is gratifying to hear that sometimes these creatures get their own back on these hunters and use attacks as a defense strategy. And if they don't kill the buffalo with their first shot, they need to be prepared to run for their life as an angry wounded cape buffalo will charge at speeds of up to 35 miles per hour, leaving their victim with no chance. Brutus the Great White Shark Great white sharks get a bad rap, mainly due to the Jaws film, which portrays them as man-eating monsters. It's true that a great white has no natural predators, although on rare occasions, the killer whale has been known to attack them. However, despite this, it appears that even a great white gets into scraps, possibly with their own species, as Brutus the Great White demonstrated when he was photographed whilst circling in the waters off Guadalupe Island near Mexico. In 2021, British shark photographer Ewan Ranchen had an incredible encounter with Brutus and took photographs that showed a battle-scarred beast with ferocious teeth. From the relative safety of a cage, Ewan watched Brutus as he became agitated by a sea lion that was swimming around him in circles. Ewan had been observing the shark for a few days and bait was being put out for him, which initially he seemed uninterested in. But after the sea lion angered him, he started taking out his frustration on the bait. And this is what Ewan captured. Take a look.
You can see this battle-hardened shark has been in the wars with several gashes and marks on his skin. A stunning insight into the life of a shark and its fight to survive. This brings us to the last entry in this video, Titus, the King of Mountain Gorillas. On August 24th, 1974, gorilla researcher Kelly Stewart, a prodigy of the great Diane Fossey, was observing a group of mountain gorillas living high on the Virunga volcanoes of Rwanda. She routinely watched a female called Flossie, whom she assumed was alone, when she spotted some tiny pink fingers nestled in her fur. Realizing it was a newborn gorilla, Professor Stewart named the baby Titus. For the next 35 years, researchers followed the life of Titus. They witnessed his incredible bravery in the face of a dysfunctional and tragic life, showing just how formidable this amazing creature was. Titus grew into a handsome gorilla with unusually symmetrical features, and his imposing physical presence was enhanced further when he developed a distinctive orange crest of fur on his forehead, which made it appear that he was wearing a crown. Titus also had an unusual personality, a mixture of raw aggression and confidence, but with a remarkable ability to stay calm. When Titus was around two years old, a young male outsider gorilla joined the family group. This was unusual, and researchers named the new arrival Beats Me. Titus and Beats Me soon forged a close bond, but a few months later, they were struck by a brutal and tragic sequence of events which would shape their destiny. In 1977, Diane Fossey's favorite gorilla and Titus's uncle, Digit, was slaughtered by poachers who hacked off his head, hands and feet as trophies, leaving only his torso behind. The horrific attack was witnessed by Titus and the rest of his family group. If this wasn't bad enough, the callous bounty hunters later returned, this time killing Titus's father and leader of the group, Uncle Bert. A devastated Fosse later lobbied for the Rwanda government to protect the mountain gorillas and catch the culprits, a campaign which probably provoked her murder with a poacher's machete six years later. After Uncle Bert was killed, the gorillas mourned his death, and that's when the opportunistic Beats Me seized his chance to grab power, and during a demonstration of his aggression, Beats Me lashed out at Titus's mother Flossie, who was cradling her baby. The vicious blow killed Titus's sister and caused his grief-stricken mother to flee into the forest, never to be seen again. At four years old, Titus was an orphan. From this point, Titus began plotting for the day when he would be strong enough to stage his own challenge for the leadership and get revenge on Beats Me. After the tragedies, the group of gorillas split up, but in a possibly calculated move. Titus chose to remain with Beats Me, and they soon joined up with five other adolescent males. The research team were astonished that a group of young male gorillas would form such a bond, and they even witnessed them indulging in homosexual activity. However, eventually, they were joined by five females. As the self-proclaimed king of the clan, Beats Me had the pick of the females, leaving his rejects to Titus and the others. However, Titus secretly betrayed Beats Me and mated with his leader's chosen females. Seven years later, his revenge was complete, when in 1991, after a series of confrontations, Titus won the support of the other group members and seized power from Beats Me. This was a monumentous achievement for an 18-year-old silverback who had overcome such terrible adversity. In another twist, Beats Me chose to remain with the group as Titus's subordinate until his death in 2001. Not long after Titus took over, the Romanda Civil War broke out, a fierce bloodbath that saw 900,000 people massacred in just 100 days. The conflict dragged on for a decade, 
during which the gorillas, like many other animals in the region, were mercilessly killed for money or food. For 15 long months during this period, the researchers were unable to keep track of the gorillas and feared the worst. But incredibly, Titus re-emerged with his ever-expanding family. Titus sired more children than any other gorilla on record, and by 2004 was the leader of the largest known gorilla troop in the world. However, his dominance was waning with age, and he began regularly fighting with his silverback son, Koyama. He was also observed being aggressive to one of his females, after she was caught secretly mating with Kuyama. This was totally out of character for the usually calm Titus. In a desperate move in the spring of 2007, Titus led his troop to the peak of a volcanic mountain. The low temperature at that altitude put the young members of the group at risk, and his son Kuyama made a bid for dominance, and he successfully displaced Titus and led the majority of the troop away from the mountain. Titus gave way to his younger rival, but held on to some of the older females, and their infants who remained loyal to him, along with a young silverback named Toyoza. Then in August 2009, Titus's 17-year-old son Rano, who had not been seen for two years, joined the group. Rano's presence stressed the ailing Titus, and he and his followers fled in an attempt to throw Rano off. But weakened by the lack of rest, and from an infected wound caused by a scrap with Rano, Titus soon started to show signs of illness. Unable to throw Rano off, Titus was exhausted and very ill, and on the 14th of September 2009, he died aged 35. Titus's life was full of heartache, displacement and conflict. He should have died, but there was something in his character that urged him to survive. His remarkable life was observed for more than 30 years, and he is regarded as one of the most powerful silverbacks ever to live. In 2008, whilst he was still alive, Titus's story was made into a compelling documentary called Titus the Gorilla King that drew on the research of Diane Fossey and those who observed the mountain gorillas. Fossey's story and her book, Gorillas in the Mist, was also the inspiration for the 1988 movie of the same name. Titus's legacy lives on with his many offspring, and today, thankfully, the Rwanda government has set up effective patrols to protect the mountain gorilla population that has now swelled to over a thousand. So that's it for this video. We hope you enjoyed, and as always, we'll see you in the next one.